You're listening to Do That Well with your hosts, Brenda Brown and Karen Thrall, a podcast about real experiences and how to turn them into life lessons. Unscripted, honest, funny, genuine, and passionate. A series of conversations where we explore every aspect of human interaction and provoke each other to do life well. And today on Do That Well, we are going to talk about finishing what you start. Karen, you and I, we came across this article. I should actually credit you. You came across this article and you introduced it to me. (laughs) We're team. We're team. (laughs) But it's a Fast Company article and it was talking about finishing what you start. And something jumped out at us. This quote from the article, the law of inertia tells us a body in motion stays in motion. And the same goes for projects, creative ideas, daily tasks, half-written emails, and the thing that you stopped on to read the article. When you interrupt a task, it can be difficult to pick it up again. I'll let you sit with that for just one moment. But another tidbit from this article that jumped out at us is, and we are interrupted nearly every three minutes. So according to Gloria Mark, professor of informatics at University of California, Irvine, what's telling is that roughly half those interruptions are self-imposed. Incredible. We're choosing it. Right. So what are we, what are we doing? (laughs) I know. know. So, and and Brenda and I, we came up with a few questions for the listeners to see if if you can relate to any of these. Okay. For example, Finishing what you start. Are you in conflict with someone and you're avoiding the conversation? You know you have to talk to them and you're avoiding it. Number two, are you wanting a new job and you're not applying for it? There's that one. Um, Are you wanting a healthy lifestyle, whatever specifically that means to you, and you can't find your consistent rhythm? Uh, Are you wanting to ask for a raise and you you haven't? And how long has it been since you asked for a raise? Are you when to not submit your project before the deadline? One day, uh, is it one day or midnight hour completed kind of stuff? And then household projects, art, sewing, fishing, renovations, things around the house that we don't get finished. So those are kind of the brainstorming that you and I had together. Yeah. And what I like about this is that finishing what you start applies to so many different aspects of life. It's not just do you have a work deadline and you you're Yes. Avoiding meeting it. it there's mm. all of these different ways in which we will run up against our own procrastination and not finish what we start. <laughs> <laughs> now, going back to the Fast Company article, which we will link in our bio, some of the things that came up as the reasons that we don't finish what we start, one of the first things was the fear of being evaluated. Mm. So from the article, Dr. Ferrari, who is a professor of psychology at DePaul University, says that they don't want their ability to be judged. They'd rather have their effort judged. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to dive in here. You have some thoughts. I see I do (laughs) have some thoughts. First, I had to ask myself, where in my life am I not finishing what I started? So I had to go through it. And there's one big topic just just like a big banner over me and it's this book that I've been wanting to to publish and it's a book of allegories it's actually one of the themes we started the whole podcast with was this book of allegories and I I finished it finished 15 chapters 15 stories and I submit it to a, a man I highly respect he's an executive VP 
And I said, could you look it over? And he, oh man, he had a, a Zoom call with me and then just gave me many reasons why it was not publishable, which I loved. I loved it. But then I got deflated, not from him, because I realized I didn't know where to go from here. And I didn't have, I didn't know how to kickstart again something that this was, I gave my best and I didn't know. So I was at a standstill and I didn't know how to finish it. And I felt like I could take, I took it as far as I could. And so I just kind of let it go, let it go dormant. So this thing about my effort, like everybody that knew I was writing it was like, yay, Kara. And like, I, I really love the, the accolades of the effort. But when it came to my ability, I found myself, I'm making excuses. Oh, and I make excuses. I got a lot of excuses. <laughs> so that would be mine. I, I, if I had to, I had, first I had to figure out where am I procrastinating or not finishing what I started. And then I, when we went through this, I confessed to you, Brenda, that the fear of being evaluated, I think, is one of the reasons I haven't picked it back up again. There we go. That's my my story. <laughs> and this one, I it doesn't actually resonate with me personally as much, I must say, the fear of being evaluated. I think if anything, I actually really thrive off of mm. that moment. So for me, that actually is a driving force. So it's really interesting for me to hear from a different person's wow. perspective how that, mm. you know, works for you. Like, where yes. that hang up is. So can I ask, because let me draw some of this potion from you. What What is it? Like, what would you say to someone like me? If this isn't where you get stuck, this isn't your glitch, what would you say to me? What's your candid, forthright advice? Oh, if I was to give you advice for how to... Yeah. yeah. Hmm, that is a really good question. I think... For me, so this this getting judged part, I think for me, I, I like that part. Mm. And so I think it would be, is there a way that you can try to find excitement off of like the judgment or- Like the determination? You, yeah. Huh. Like, you know, is there, is there a way we can reframe it so that rather than being a- fearful of the judgment, it's something that you can look forward to because then you know that once you have that judgment, you're going to be able to take it somewhere else. Hmm. It's a learning experience. Yes. I like it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that works for me, but you know. Yes. Because I do think on this one, they talk about it, it's a form of, of rejection. And it's hard to admit like for my pride, because I want to go, no, it's just that, you know, I lost motivation or whatever. But it is an incomplete project. Like I have not finished what I started and I, I, I want to get back into it. So this is actually like, I can do this again, you know? And so I'm just confronting the truth, you know, and it's hard to admit it, but it's the truth. And so now I'm like, no, okay. Okay. I can do this. So to hear that you don't struggle with that, that's inspiring for me. So I'm like, okay, then I need to pull people like you into my life more <laughs> to go, okay, you know, give me some of that boost. So to remind me that I can finish this. So, yeah. Well, there are definitely other aspects that I do struggle with, which we will get to later in our episode. So <laughs> okay. Don't, okay. <laughs> don't give me too much credit just yet. <laughs> <laughs> but another Thing in the article that it talked about was um, expectations. So if your expectation around what the goal is 
doesn't align with reality, more or less. So if you have, if you've built it up yes. in your mind that the expectation is really, really, really high, then there's that fear of rejection or that fear of judgment that might come in as a part of that. And now you're just, you've gotten your head. There's nothing I can do. I'm never going to meet this expectation. And that one actually did really stand out and resonate with me because anyone that knows me has probably actually heard me say before even that it's all about garnering expectations. Like that's mm. something that I really feel very passionately about that when you are setting out to make a goal or to learn a new skill or whatever it may be, that you make sure that the expectation you have of that end goal or that end place mm. is realistic so that you aren't setting yourself up for failure. So for me, if I've set an expectation too high, and we've might have, I think we've touched on this before a little mm. in the past, but when mm. an expectation is too high for me, or if I've set something that's unrealistic, then what happens is I get so overwhelmed by the big picture that I can't break it down into small pieces to even start. So I, mm. I get stuck in this place of not even being able to start because I'm so overwhelmed by this really large expectation or end goal that I've set for myself. Mm. So if I can pull the expectation back a bit, then it makes it more manageable for me to actually break it down into smaller pieces that I can then tackle. There we go. Okay. There's another article that I want us to segue into that we came across, which was a Business Insider article. This article laid out the four different archetypes of avoidance or of procrastinators. So this one's pretty fun, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least it was fun for me because it was interesting to see the parts that I really clomped onto and mm -hmm. said, yes, 100% I do this or no, I do it in some aspects, which is um, another important thing that I should throw out there at this point that you might have more trouble finishing what you start in certain aspects of your life than in others. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you think you're a procrastinator, it might only be with one thing. It might only be at right. work or it might only be in your right. relationship. And it doesn't mean that you are, by and large, somebody that can't finish what they start. And I think that's yes. really freeing. <laughs> that is very freeing. If I may, I want to talk about these four types of procrastination slash avoidance. The first one is the performer. So that's someone that feels that they work well under pressure. So this type of person tends to shrink the time that they have to tackle the task because they feel that they do their best work or that they get the most done when they have an immense amount of pressure on them. Mm -hmm. One of their biggest challenges is just getting started. This one, 100% I do this, <laughs> by and large. <laughs> like, I can think all the way back to my childhood. If there was, if I was given two weeks to write a 10-page essay, I would do it two days beforehand, maybe a day, because I always thought that it was that, that pressure that got me going and mm -hmm. getting started always the hardest part. <laughs> but once you got started, then then you're on a once roll. Once I got started, then I usually then I will get into this zone. It's almost mm. like a zen state that I can get myself in where mm. like nothing else exists outside of whatever it is that I'm focusing on. Mm -hmm. 
But getting to that spot, that's really difficult. So is it like the midnight hour? (laughs) Is that, would that be? Oh, yes. Like the 11th hour, the midnight hour. Okay. Definitely. So I'm not super proud to put that out there, but it's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) And who would have thought that that was avoidance or procrastinate? I would never, ever like equate the performer as a form of procrastination or that you're not finishing what you started because it sounds like when you dive in, you dive in, it's like, go, you know? So it doesn't make sense to me. That was, I thought that was very enlightening because I'm like, oh. Right. And it's also in the corporate setting, that is a a quality that is almost a bit revered in a way, right? Mm. How many times have you seen on a job listing that one of the qualifications is works well under pressure? Right. So it, I think, you know, a little bit societally, we, we've we built it up in our minds that that actually is like a good quality to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the second person was the self-deprecator. So this is the person that might, you might hear them say something like, well, I didn't get it done. I guess I'm just lazy. And the reality of that situation is that they didn't give it, get it done because they likely just have too much on their plate or they're spread too thin. So what happens is they'll hide behind this word, laziness, to avoid with not dealing with the fact that they actually are just spread too thin. They're saying yes to everybody. They're not allowing time for self-care and Mm self-compassion. So the self-deprecator, they choose to come across like they're procrastinating or calling themselves lazy. I didn't get it done because this or that. But if they took more self-care and really it's almost like a cry for help, like they're, they're making it jokey or they're hiding behind this thing, but really they're so worn out and they're probably mad at themselves because they just don't have it in them. Like they didn't have it in them. It wasn't that they didn't want to do it or couldn't do it. It's they didn't have it in them anymore. So the procrastinating is, is an excuse, but the real question is, how are you? <laughs> not, oh no, you didn't do something. That's not the question. Why didn't you do it is not the question. The question for a self-deprecator is, how are you really doing? Right. And this one, this one gets me thinking about that expectations that we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier. Right. I think I get this idea that for the self-deprecator, they have this expectation of themselves that they are going to be able to handle more than they realistically can. And then when they don't meet that expectation mm-hmm. of themselves, all of a sudden the narrative then becomes, well, I'm just lazy. Because I could, should, would, I should have, I could have. Yeah. You know, I could, I could, I should, I would. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, the next one, I'll do the next one because uh, I, I fall into this category. <laughs> and again, mine specific to the book because that is definitely where I'm not finishing what I started. And again, I would say the listener's, one of your pieces of homework is to find out where exactly are you not finishing what you started and then measure it in your heart. How important is it to you in your heart? How important is it into your soul? And if it's important to you, then hopefully at the end, when we give some little bit of pointers, this would help you to get to kickstart again. And, and I'm with you. I'm with you listeners. I'm, I'm there <laughs> with you. So the third one's the overlooker. And basically it's the, it sounds something like I can't deal with this right now. I need to focus. And later uh, I can do that. 
day. So I can't, I just can't deal with this now. I'll do it later. You know, I'm just, my head's too busy. I got too much on my plate. I really need a quiet place to do it anyway. And, um, and that's what I've been saying to myself. Well, I can't really do that now. I shouldn't really go spend an hour and a half, two hours writing and, you know, to go pour me into like a little quiet place and be alone for two hours to write. That sounds horrible. <laughs> and it's really, and so then the question you want to ask if you make these types of too busy excuses is what am I really avoiding? And so what, it, as an overlooker and not completing what I'm saying, what am I really avoiding? And this is where it was tricky for me because I, the fear of rejection, fear of being evaluated. What if I can't deliver the goods? I can do the effort, but what if I can't, I, sh- I end up not having the abil- ability. What if I can't publish a book after all my work? That's, you know. And so, well, I'm, well, I can do that. I'm busy. I'm busy. So that's what, what do you, what am I really avoiding? So if you're like me out there, then ask yourself, what am I really avoiding here? Is it really, they don't have time? Cause we do have time. And we've talked about that many, many times. Ta-da-da. Many times. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to take the last one, Karen? Sure. Or would you like me? Sure. The last one's novelty seeking. And this is a little ever ready bunny. <laughs> <laughs> they get bored easily and they're creative and uh, they tend to the tendency to go after the new shiny things and they don't take consistent action one action in one direction. So they got the eagerness, they accept the excitement, but then they get bored with it. So they love the energy that comes with it. But then when it's like, all right, roll up your sleeves, they may not stick around, <laughs> around for that. <laughs> And I do hear it in the workplace where people go, oh, I'm a, I kickstart, I'm a builder, you know, I'm not a manager. And I think what we're referring to is what in your heart, got to remember what in your heart do you, have you not finished what you started? Because you're right in the workplace, the listeners, you're right. There's a builder, there's a manager. Some people go in and they, they cast the vision, they bring the energy and they're there for about a year, year and a half too. And then they move on and hand it over. But what we're talking about is when you don't finish what you start, you start, you were so excited and where'd that excitement go? And how come you haven't, what did you get bored? But bored doesn't mean that you're not supposed to finish it. Bored is just a feeling you're having and to give yourself a time limit on that boredom. <laughs> I think that's one that's really, it seems really easy to me to fall into that place, maybe because I have the tendency to do a little bit of this. And so for me, I'm like, yes, totally. <laughs> but when I think of my own life, I've seen times where I do this on a, a bigger scale. So even the fact that at this point in my life, I've had what, four or five different careers. (laughs) I think there's been a lot of times in my life where I am working towards something and then I'll get bored. And so I just leave it and I go on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. But I don't necessarily think it's because I'm avoiding something. Mm -hmm. It's like that magpie, shiny object. I want to try something new. Right. And that's why I have to keep asking myself, even when we were prepping, what is in my heart that I have not finished what I started? And it's in my heart. It's part of my soul. And I really want to finish it. And that there's fear or caution attached to it. And so you, and this is the thing, what I, what you said actually at the beginning, you're going to have things that are shiny and things that you don't complete. That's not the point. Just, you may not want to complete it. It's like that. 
that's it. Nah, change my mind. Not a big deal. That's not what we're referring to. We're referring to the, those things that are really important to you. And I like that distinction that it is, it's what, what's in your heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really nice distinction to make sure that, you know, you're looking at it through this lens. Mm-hmm. Well, moving right along. Okay. So to round off our episode today, we've been talking a lot about this idea of finish what you start. We've talked about the different ways that you may or may not, you know, fall into this category of being a person that procrastinates or having a hard time finishing what you start. And we talked about the different aspects of your life that you can see that you may have problems getting started, finishing what you started, or procrastinating. But now we need to get to what do you do? What are some practical ways you can start to lessen your procrastination (laughs) or lessen this fear that you may have to finish what you start? Mm -hmm. We came up with some three, three simple tricks for you all. All right. Okay. I'll do the first one. Um, the first one really tweaked my interest. So it's, you create a game out of it. So if you have something that you would like to finish that you started, you create a game. And so small tasks, um, you want to find a reward and find ways to gamify what they call this gamify. And Brenda, I think you found that you're the one who found this one when she did the research. Um, it's like a pretend deadline and you create self-imposed pressure and you put an ultimatum if you don't get it done and you promise yourself a reward if you do get it done and you're just creating a world that goes, okay. And I love this. I thrive in that kind of stuff. So I was really gravitated towards that. So when I think of the book and finishing the book, creating a game with it. And so this week I'm going to, here's my game. There's a little coffee shop that I just found. Um, it's got, it's outdoor, um, in Palm Springs and it's super cute. It's dog friendly and really big. And so I think what I'm going to do, I know, and I'm not think what I am absolutely going to do is I'm going to take two hours of my day later this week. And I'm going to not, I'm going to turn off my phone and I'm going to work on one chapter because I know what I have to do. So I'm going to spend two hours. I'm going to work on one chapter. If I do what I just said I would do. Okay. If I do it, there is a, there's a cute little art gallery I've been wanting to go to, but you have to call to, because of COVID. And so you have to make an appointment and it's a local artist here in Palm Springs. And I've been wanting, I've been really drawn to it and I'll look at it through the window and cause I want to go inside and see. So I'm, if I do what I say, I'm going to reward myself by making an appointment to go walk around that art gallery and check out all the pieces. If I don't do what I say, I have a game on my phone that I like playing every day. So I play it about 30 minutes at night every day. And it's it's kind of kind of hokey. It's called June's Journey. <laughs> and I've been playing it like I'm one of the original ones that started. So I've been playing for two years and it's it's mindless. It's not, not really anything that's stressful. But I do enjoy it. And if I don't, that means I'll I'll skip a day. I will not play it. I will, I will not be allowed to play it for one whole day, which is a big deal. So there we go. It's a big deal. deal. So that's my game. There's my reward and my consequence if I don't do it. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm so doing it. (laughs) I really like the idea of gamify. I, I don't know that this one personally would work for me, but I think it's a really cool idea. And I definitely know people in my life that this method would really work for when it comes to being able to finish what you start. I really think it's it's a cool idea. 
One that does work for me and resonates with me is this idea of a five-second rule. So if you have an impulse to act on a goal, you have to do it within five seconds so that you don't lose your motivation. So you would either want to count down in your head or actually count down out loud, five, four, three, two, one, and then you have to just do it. You have to do the thing. And this one, I I believe I've actually even talked about in a previous podcast that this is something that I do for myself. I did not realize that it was actually a method that people use if they're mm-hmm. trying to lessen their procrastination. I, I just did it naturally. So go me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it really does work. If I find that I am avoiding something and I'll say out loud to myself and it's I usually get a little angry at myself about it too, which I don't know if that's necessary, but this is my process. I usually kind of ball up my fists and I like put my hands down by my side like an indignant child and I say, okay, you have to get up and do the thing. You have to go on a walk, let's say. And then I say, okay, in five, four, three, two, one, and then I have to get up. And that's, and that's great. that. And it works. <laughs> It works for me. It really does. Something about that that actual cutting, you know, saying it out loud, counting down, getting myself into like a stance of some sort helps me. Like I said, I'll like kind of put my hands down by my, or sometimes I'll like do the power stance with my hands on my hips, you know, like, okay, <laughs> five, four, three, two, one, let's go. And That's something so about that really, it, it like jumpstarts my brain into mm. being able to move on to that task. Can we do like count down from a hundred? <laughs> <laughs> you could probably do 10. I mean, you know. But. Okay, I should see if we could cheat a little. <laughs> oh, that's great. And and it's just part of your natural you figured somehow in your life you figure this really worked for you. It kind of and it, I guess it it ups your endorphins because it puts some adrenaline into your system. Right. And you just right. told yourself exactly what you're going to do in 5 4 3 2. It's like a rocket going off. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Okay, I might have to try that one too. Yeah, try it out. Let me know if it works for after, you. After I do my two hours at the coffee shop, I'm going to go five, four. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, we have one more, don't we? We have one we do, more. One more. And actually, I would love for you to give the last one because it was it's a good one. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it okay. over. So okay. the third one that we came across that resonated is this idea of start fresh. So if you're working on something on a computer and you find that you're procrastinating or you're having trouble continuing on, restart your computer, shut your computer, walk away for one minute, come back. You know, uh, that's that one scenario with a computer, but let's take into other aspects of life. If you need to have a conversation that you're avoiding having, go take a shower change locations, go for a walk, go for a run. So do anything that's going to shake up what you were doing Mm. in that moment Mm. so that you start fresh. So good. This is another one that I I actually also do Mm. naturally. So it jumped out to me. Where I can relate is changing locations is big for me. I love changing locations. And I do it in coaching. It brought a memory where uh, somebody asked if they could do like an intensive coaching all day. It was a full day, morning till night. And I just we, we just constantly switched locations so that we wouldn't lose what we were building. 
So we were here and then I go, okay, let's go, let's get up, let's go. Now we're going here. And it just kept all the thinking fresh. So in their memory, they would be, oh, I was here having lunch at this restaurant. Oh, we were sitting out here on the back patio here. Oh, I was at the kitchen table here. And, and just to keep the memory muscles really active. And I, I, that's what I love doing. I love changing locations. I think that's, it's just, it keeps it fresh. Well, I like that you, you kind of leveled up this one in because <laughs> I, I like that yeah because I like that when you add this layer of when you're changing locations then you can also tie whatever you were working on to that location mm. so I like that it also gives you this way to be able to recall what you were working mm. on because you have it tied to the location that you were in so mm. I, I think that's a, a cool added benefit of that particular you know mode of starting mm. fresh well we are at the end of our time our 30 short minutes. <laughs> but we covered a lot today, as always. And as a parting gift to you all, the things that I really want us to sit with are these three solutions. And see if there are moments in your life where you can try these out. And maybe one of these will really work for you. These are the three that jumped out to us. But mm. as you all know, a quick Google search will give you many more <laughs> suggestions mm. on how to finish what you start. So do you have any closing thoughts for us, Karen? Sometimes we mislabel ourselves. And I think the two of us realize it may not be procrastination and avoid that word. Finish what you start is more empowering, but you may not be a procrastinator. Or if you are, it's only on one topic. So be careful not to mislabel yourself and deem yourself a certain type of person when it's maybe just in one area of your life. And and because that's going to discourage you and that's going to deflate you too by mislabeling yourself. So stay away from mislabeling. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Well, as always, thank you for listening to Do That Well. And we hope to have you join us again next week. We'll see you later. <laughs>